Welcome to Living Water Radio. When someone says that he's going to die and then rise from the dead to live forever, and he says that no one will take his life, but that he will give it and then take it back again, and then that happens, you'd think that nothing in this weird world could ever approach that for weirdness. But you'd be wrong. Today, we're going to find out how what happened 50 days after he rose changed the world again. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian church, Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. The day of Pentecost is the last Sunday of the Easter season. It's coming up this Sunday. That's why we were at Party City the other day, because the day of Pentecost is the birthday of the church. It's a party. The word Pentecost is based on the Greek word for 50th. The day of Pentecost described in the Bible was on the Jewish festival of Shavuot, held on the 50th day from the first day of Passover. Then it celebrated the offering of the first fruits of the winter wheat harvest at the temple in Jerusalem. This was Herod's temple, and the massive temple complex covered 35 acres. People from all over the world came for this celebration and to see the building, a wonder of the world at that time. The crowds were massive, with some estimating crowds of 250,000 people. The disciples were hiding in a house in Jerusalem, and then this happened in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. It's interesting to note that in both the Hebrew language in which what we call the Old Testament was written and the Koine Greek language in which the New Testament was written, there are two words, ruach in Hebrew and noima in Greek, that have the same three meanings for both words, wind, breath, and spirit. The sound of the wind came, and the breath of God that brought life from clay to make human beings was present, and the Holy Spirit filled the entire house where they were sitting. Tongues of fire rested on each of the disciples. Why didn't their hair catch on fire? I remember when one of our member family churches in a church I served lived in a house on the edge of open country when a wildfire came to their neighborhood one howling, windy night. The fire department arrived to fight the fire and recommended that, that, that everyone on their cul-de-sac leave. They decided to stay and fight the fire with their garden hoses for as long as they could. 
Some were on the roof and some were on the ground, watching for embers and extinguishing them with their garden hoses. At some point, the fire ran up the side of a palm tree, and when it reached the dry top, the tree exploded. Embers blew everywhere around the area, and one of them landed on the head of a neighbor who was also on the roof of his house. He apparently used a significant amount of hairspray and had a lot of blown dried hair on the top of his head because his hair started burning, but he didn't feel it right away. So our member and his sons yelled at him, your hair is on fire, but it was so windy he couldn't hear them. So they continued yelling, your hair's on fire, but he didn't hear them. But a firefighter standing on the ground heard them, saw the guy with his hair on fire, and turned his fire hose on the guy and knocked him off the roof. Why weren't the disciples running around in a panic when they saw tongues of fire on each other? Because it was holy fire. God was present in that holy fire. Remember when Moses encountered the burning bush in the wilderness in Exodus 3, verses 2 to 6? There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses. Moses. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. The tongues of fire that didn't consume the disciples was the presence of God. Look what happened next in verse 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. They left their refuge and went out to where the people were. What's going on here? Remember the Tower of Babel? After the flood, people began to repopulate the earth, but they didn't spread out. They all had the same language and they were all concentrated in one place. This homogeneity and concentration led them to be full of themselves, the same hubris that does us in again and again. They decided that since they knew how to make strong bricks and mortar, they could build a tower tall enough to let people get into heaven without God. And how did that work out? We see in Genesis 11 verses 8 and 9. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. So, what does that have to do with the day of Pentecost? The story continues in Acts 2, verses 6 through 8. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? The consequence of the attempted building of the Tower of Babel is reversed. 
People from all over the world hear the same gospel message being proclaimed in their own language. This isn't speaking in tongues. That's something totally different. This is more like the Star Trek simultaneous translator, where the disciples spoke in their language, but God made it so that every other person present heard the same message about the good news of Jesus Christ in their own language. Last week we heard about how Christ prayed that all his faithful people might be one. And we talked about how we are like spokes on a wheel with Christ as the hub of the wheel. The farther away we get from Christ, the farther we get from one another. The closer we get to Christ, the closer we get to one another, until at the center we are all one in Jesus Christ. We see on this last Sunday in the Easter season another example of oneness under God's grace and by God's doing in Jesus Christ. Our message, the message of the day of Pentecost, is that our broken world filled with economic uncertainty, the war in Ukraine, gun violence, and a global pandemic, God's answer is Jesus. In a culture that is fragmented, where we often find it impossible to speak about how to resolve these issues without soon shouting at each other, God's answer is Jesus. The closer we get to Jesus, the closer we get to one another, until we are all one in Jesus. How does the Day of Pentecost story end? Peter speaks to the gathered crowd and shares the good news of Jesus, and this happens in Acts chapter 2, verses 37 to 42. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And he testified with many other arguments, and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about three thousand persons were added. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. The way we number our years in the Western world is built around the coming of Jesus. We live in the year 2022 A.D., Anno Domini in Latin, the year of our Lord in English. Jesus was born fully God and fully human being. The day of Pentecost, the birthday of the Christian Church, through the coming of the Holy Spirit that we will celebrate this Sunday, comes on the 50th day after Easter in the Christian Church. The Holy Spirit continues to call, gather, and enlighten the whole Christian Church on earth. We are equipped and sent into the world with everything we need to be the Church. All the Church needs to be the Church is the Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost is measured from the resurrection of Jesus, the most important day in human history. Human beings rejected God and brought evil into the world. We broke the relationship with God that we had been given by God. Jesus paid the price on the cross to restore that relationship for all who repent and believe and are baptized. The resurrection showed that Jesus is God and that he could reconcile human beings to God by his death, and his resurrection means that we too will rise. Our eternal life began in our baptism through the faith 
that came as God's gift. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 17-20, through 20, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. He is risen, he is risen indeed, and because he is risen, we too shall rise to newness of life now and to life everlasting. May this coming Sunday, the Sunday of Pentecost in the year of our Lord 2022, be a celebration of the Holy Spirit and a recommittal of your Christian community to the sharing of the good news of Jesus Christ. May we once again open our hearts to the same Holy Spirit that brought us into being as the Church and be formed and guided by it. And may it be a day of renewal in our love for God and for the world. Today, let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments, questions, and concerns there as well and we'll respond to every one. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated, to open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church with your time, your treasure, and your talent. Pray for and support your pastor and church leaders as they seek to do God's will for your congregation. If you are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Avoid crowds if you can. And be outside if you have to be in a crowd. But most importantly, get your vaccines and boosters. It's the one thing you can do to literally save lives and get us back on track. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with. Everyone you meet today struggles in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together as we move into the new normal. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated. <music> <laughs>